are listening to Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast, where we talk about your theological questions. BGN podcast is produced every Saturday for your enjoyment. Get more information on our website, grace-nation.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at Grace Nation Min and on Facebook. Now, here is your host, President of Grace Nation Ministries, Victor. Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast. I am your host, Victor, and guys, today is the last episode of the year. Unfortunately, this will be the last episode of the year, but I'm going to be taking a few weeks off. I'm going to be diving into a lot of the logistics behind the podcast and really taking care of a lot of things that I need to take care of. And then we are going to start back hot and juicy in January. Yeah, that's the next month. That's the month that comes after after December. Good job, Victor. Um, so I hope you guys are ready. I have a short, fun, light podcast for you guys today. Something that I've been just kind of meditating on, and that's a play on words. You'll find out why in a little bit. But yeah, something I've been meditating on recently, and it's been kind of a theme in the past few weeks. And so I'm really excited to talk about it, and I hope you guys are excited to kind of hear my heart about meditation and reflection. Those are kind of going to be the things that we're going to be talking about today, which is why I said that I've been meditating on this and that's kind of a play on words. It's funny. You should laugh. Thank you. Anyways, so I I have been in this kind of season of reflection. I was driving home the other day. I forget from where. It was probably from church. And my drive from church is about 40 minutes. I drive to a campus that's a little bit further away from the seminary, just just mainly because I like to get outside of that seminary bubble that the school kind of creates. It's not bad. It's just something that I like to break out of every once in a while. So I drive about 40 minutes to a different campus at the summit where there's not a ton of seminary people. And on my way back, I was just kind of listening to some, like, I don't know, like this jazzy kind of Christian worship contemporary music. Kind of turned down low. I wasn't really jamming. Normally I'm bumping, you know, like Chance the Rapper or something. But I was just kind of, I was just kind of sitting there. And a lot has been happening in my life in the past few weeks and a lot of awesome stuff, like a lot of stuff that I should, should be and am really thankful for. And so I was just kind of processing that. And through that, I begun to realize that this past year has been a major year for me. It's been one of the biggest years possibly of my life. A lot has happened. I've changed a lot. I've grown a lot. I've transitioned a lot. And as I begun to really sit down and think about my past year, I, God begun to show me and begin to remind me the things that he's done for me all throughout this year. And so what I did when I got home was I basically just wrote, a, uh, it was like a short little Facebook post, but it wasn't, it wasn't like 10 words short. It was, it was a, a paragraph or two. And I was just kind of walking through like the 11 things that God has done in my life this year and really just reflecting on them, meditating on them. And what I came to find out is he's done a lot of stuff this year, a lot of stuff that I need to worship him for, like a lot of stuff that I need to thank him for, stuff that, you know, hasn't been popping into my head. 
And so I wrote that Facebook post, I posted it, and then I begun to write for my website, grace-nation.com, go check it out. I began to write kind of more in-depth posts for each point uh, that God has, you know, been doing this past year. So if you want to go read some of those things, go to that website, check it out. I'm not really going to be talking about them here, but I wanted to preface that like I've been in this season of meditation and I've been in this season of reflection, good meditation and good reflection. And the reason I want to talk about this today is because I think it's really easy to say the word meditate and it's really easy to say the word reflect, especially for me when I'm surrounded by seminary students and that's just kind of the language that we use on campus. It's very Christianese. It's a, it's just very Christian-like language without really really, it can be confusing sometimes. And so like, what does it mean to meditate? Because I think the connotation that comes with that word isn't always positive or isn't always what we think it is, especially as Christians. When we think of meditate, we sometimes think of like Buddhist monks or Catholic monks or, you know, people that that have dedicated their lives to sitting in silence or committing to be in solitude uh, bald heads robes you know sitting in that weird crisscross applesauce that I really could never get yes I just said crisscross applesauce that's what it is and that's kind of what we think about when we think of the word meditate but I want to tell you guys that is not what the word meditate or that's not what meditation is That's not a proper representation of what it is, especially in the Christian life. You see, the word meditation is only used once in the New Testament, and it's used like 22 times in the Old Testament. So it's not, it doesn't show up a lot at all. In fact, even in the New Testament, when it is used, it's not even used in the context for us to really like fully understand what it means. However, in the Old Testament, Meditation is used quite a bit more, and I was a little confused when I began to study the usage of the word meditation in the Old Testament because it means a lot of different stuff, but its primary usage, especially when it's contextual, is to ponder, to think about, to process. In fact, one of the Bible dictionaries says it it this way. Meditation is the act of calling to mind some supposition, pondering upon it, and correlating it to your own life. A wicked individual meditates upon violence. Proverbs 24.2 The meditation of a righteous person contemplates God or his great spiritual truths, as revealed to us in Psalm 63, 77, 119, 23, 27, 48, 78, 97, 148, and 143. Meditation is primarily used in the Psalms, as you could just tell we're just seen. God hopes we we hope to please God through meditation. Psalms 19:14. Meditation by God's people is a reverent act of worship. Through it they commune with God and are thereby renewed spiritually. Most references to meditation occur in the New Test or in the Old Testament, especially in Psalms. The Hebrew, the Hebrew word for meditation primarily was derived from two separate roots. They literally mean to utter in a low sound, to, to recall to mind. And so I'm not going to continue reading uh, the rest of this definition because it really gets into the, the roots of the word and, and it can get kind of confusing. But it really means to be 
the two parts are to utter with a low sound and to be occupied with or concerned about. And so I really liked what this had to say about meditation. It's a reverent act of worship. Through it, we commune with God and are thereby renewed spiritually. This is huge. And I think this kind of goes into our prayer life, right? Like when we pray, our, our, I would argue that the primary way that we pray is us talking to God. That is the primary way that we pray. But that is not all that prayer is. And I think we as Christians kind of forget that prayer is also listening to what God has for us. So when, when I pray through the Psalms, I'm not necessarily reading the Psalms and praying them to God. No, I am reading the Psalms and receiving them from God. It's a, it's a different type of prayer. That's what I, I've, I believe I've said it before in the podcast or, or even when I've been teaching before, and I don't think I've clarified this, but when we pray through the Psalms, like Psalm 51 is a Psalm that we can read and pray to God when we have fallen into sin and need to repent, okay? Like we can pray Psalms to God, right? Or we can pray scripture to God. But there are also times when we are reading scripture that we're not, we, we shouldn't be reading it to God or praying it to God. We should be receiving it from God, expecting him to move our hearts and to communicate with us. There's this, there's this thing, it's, it's called by many different names. I call it responsive prayer. A lot of people call it meditative prayer, uh, listening prayer. There's a lot of different names for it. Basically, it just means sitting in silence. I mean, that's really, that's really what it means. Just sitting in silence and waiting for God to talk. It might not be, it's not going to be audible, but, but he will move in your heart. I heard this sermon a while ago from David Witten, a pastor at Fishhawk Fellowship Church, a church that I came from in Florida. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. And he basically, the, the sermon was, was about spiritual disciplines and one of them, and, and excuses that we make in the excuses, well, I just don't have enough time to pray or to meditate with God. And his response to that was, just take five minutes a day and sit in silence. Clear your mind, don't think about anything, and sit in silence. That's, it's going to take dedication, it's going to take discipline, and you're not going to get it at first. It's not easy to sit and just clear your brain. It's actually one of the more difficult things to do. But when we practice this discipline of just sitting and opening our hearts, ready for God to give us anything that he might give us, we are, it's a sign of a worship. It's, it's a sign of surrender. Meditation is a beautiful thing. It just literally means to process or to ponder on, not in an unhealthy way, because we can process and ponder on things that are very unhealthy. For example, if we're really bitter at someone, like we can sit and just meditate on that bitterness. And it's just going, that, that bitterness is just going to grow and grow and grow in our hearts. And it's going to produce this upset angry version of yourself that is living in active sin rather than uh, someone who's growing closer to God constantly. But if we are meditating on things that are good, if we are focusing our mind on things that are good, heavenly things, right? As the New Testament talks about. Think on these things. Meditate on these things. 
that are good. And when we meditate on these things that are good, well, then our love for those begin to grow. The same way if we were meditating on something bitter. If we were meditating on something bitter, that bitterness begins to grow. But if we are meditating on good things, godly things, then those things begin to grow in our hearts. That love for God begins to grow in our hearts. We begin to communicate actively with God. We begin to hear his voice clearer and clearer and clearer. That is something that I think we should be actively doing. And so that's really just what I wanted to kind of talk about today was just meditation. I want to encourage you guys this week to really go and sit and meditate, reflect on this past year, maybe get a journal out and just start in January and start moving through your year chronologically, everything that's happened. In January, I, uh, I, I was healed from the sickness. I had a successful surgery in February. You know, in March, you know, I got a huge bonus that really helped me get through you know, this difficult financial time. Really just sit down and begin to unpack your year. And what I want to challenge you to do is to notice every good thing that God has done for you this year, write it on that piece of paper and just thank him for it. Sit in awe of what he's done this year. Because I'll tell you, when I did that, I, I loved God so much more. God drew me to himself through the good things that God did for me. And all I had to do was simply meditate on them, sit in them, reflect on them. Because I know that every good thing that God has done for me this year is not because of some strength that I was able to have. No, it was because of God and only God. He was the only one, the only person, the only thing that was able to carry me through these difficulties because although it was a really good year, it was a really difficult year full of transitions Especially for an introvert, transitions are difficult. But when I looked back on this year, I saw that these transitions were sanctifying. I saw that my relationships with my friends grew. I found new friends that I was be able to, to join in. I got hired at a church. I begun what is possibly my, my future in ministry. God has used this podcast in amazing ways. I got plugged into a new small group, which has been fantastic and has been something that has carried me through every difficult time, especially during the school year. This past year has been really good, but I would have never realized that or I would have never thought about it if I wouldn't have sat down and just meditated on the good things that God has done for me. So this week, I want to challenge you guys. Each day, take 10 minutes and just write out everything that God has done for you this year. And then meditate on them. Sit in silence for five minutes. Clear your head and just say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you over and over and over. Because the more we begin to lean into God, meditate on the good things he's done for us, and press into the scriptures, the clearer we're going to hear his voice in our lives and the, and the more effective we're going to be able to act on that voice. When we hear him better, when we get our instructions clearer, then we're going to be more apt to move in obedience and walk in obedience. So I want to challenge you guys, do that this week. And let me know how that goes. Send me an email, gracenationministries at yahoo.com. Contact me on grace-nation.com. 
Shoot me a Facebook message, Instagram, whatever you got to do to reach me. Do it because I want to see what God is doing in your life and how he's drawing you closer to himself. That would be such an encouragement for me personally to see in your guys' lives. Guys, I'm going to cough. Hold on. (coughs) I'll probably edit that out and you won't even hear it. Guys, you have been amazing. This year has been one of the most amazing years for podcasting. I never thought I would stick to a hobby this long, and it's turned into more than a hobby. It's turned into a ministry, and God's using it to work in my heart and in others' hearts. And guys, I just want to thank you so much. I would really appreciate it if you headed over to grace-nation.com. If you felt the need to donate to our ministry to help us continue doing what we do, that would be an amazing blessing, especially during the Christmas season. That would mean so much, and it would allow us to really pour into the stuff that we're doing here at Grace Nation. Also, you can go to our shop. You can get some t-shirts, some hats, some mugs, whatever you got to do. All those proceeds also go towards the ministry. And that the stuff that we have on there is really nice. I'm actually wearing my Grace Nation ministry shirt right now, and it is the softest shirt I think I own. And it's not that iron-on stuff. It's that like in the fabric quality stuff. You know what I'm talking about? So make sure you go grab yourself some, uh, some of that stuff. It's awesome. It supports the ministry. And I would love to see you guys wearing the grace, uh, the bringing grace and nations merch, the clothing line, not the merch. We transcend merch. That's what I'm talking about guys. Seriously. Don't take this lightly. You are beautiful and you are one of a kind until January. Take care and God bless. And that's the show. Thanks for listening. The BGN podcast comes out every week. Questions? Email us at gracenationministries at yahoo.com or tweet us at gracenationmin. Until next time, take care and God bless.